0: Welcome to the Detecting History Podcast Extras.
1: Welcome everybody to this week's Midweek Extras episode. We'll kick off today by listening to Paddy Detects and his dream detecting day. If you missed his main episode, go back through your podcast player of choice and you'll find his episode was aired on the 24th of September. Enjoy. So this section is all about describing your perfect detecting day. So the gods are with you. It's gonna be the best day ever. So we're gonna run through what that involves for you. So first of all, What time do you set the alarm for? Oh, well,
0: my dad will always be like, right, let's get up at 6.30. Let's get up probably early. Sometimes get up at 5.30. But I think I'd like to start, probably wake up about 7.30 to 8 o'clock. Nice, relaxed start and then have a good breakfast is key.
1: That's my next question. How did you know? What does that breakfast involve? Oh, so... Um, I have got my
0: family own a, a field. So we've got um, a 14-acre field. And believe it or not, we have 900 chickens. Whoa, yeah. 900?
1: And, yeah. and I've got three. You're putting me to shame.
0: <laughs> 900 chickens, you get a lot of eggs. So yes, always you start off breakfast with eggs. Probably nice scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs always the way to get top choice lovely i like um avocado on toast as well so i think avocado Mm -hmm. on toast with scrambled eggs a little bit chili salt and pepper on the top Mm.
1: perfect wow you're a bit of a gourmet chef on the side, Patty. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm coming around yours for breakfast one day see. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really good. And do you have that on toast? Your eggs on toast? Is that white toast, brown toast? Uh, brown toast. So my mum makes yeah. homemade bread every day. So every <gasps> day so amazing. Bread's always good There's well. nothing like homemade bread. Oh, yes. So and good. then with butter, we're we talking butter. Yeah, butter. Of course we are, of course we are. So healthy stuff, the butter is healthy. Lovely, okay, so you've got up, you open the curtains. What are your perfect detecting weather conditions?
0: So I do like hot weather, but I don't like too hot where your t-shirt is sticking to you and it's just horrid.
1: You're melting. Yeah. Mm.
0: I like probably 16, 17 degrees, but nice overcast. So it's not sunny, it's kind of gray sky but it's nice and hot. It's a lovely day. And perfectly the day before, it chucks it down with rain. So the ground is nice and soft.
1: It's hot. Perfect day. (laughs) Perfect day. And what are we thinking about wind? No wind? No wind. Bit of a breeze? No, not good for the microphone either on the video. No (laughs) wind. Yes. Bless you. You YouTubers struggle with the wind, don't you? Absolutely. When it gets on your mic, it's like... But even just us normals, um, it's it's a bit of a pain, isn't it? Especially when it gets too gusty. It's been really gusty recently. Yeah. Sort of lean into it. Okay, perfect. Then you're going out to a field. What is your dream field? Is it pasture? Is it stubble? Is it just ploughed? I love pasture. I have loads of pasture in Hampshire.
0: So probably pasture, but I do like ploughed and rolled as well. Because lots of stuff mm. on the surface you don't always need to dig. But I would say pasture. Nice snooker table kind of grass length pasture. Oh, Perfect.
1: Yes. Perfect. And then because your dream field is pasture, I always ask, how do you dig your plug? So you a three-sided plug person or a big round plug or a four-sided? What do you do?
0: Probably four, four maybe five. I, plug. I like to have a nice big plug because it gives me a lot of room. And so I don't, yeah, do whatever I'm digging, I have spaded a couple of things before. True. Nothing too special yeah. though, just on coins, but I don't want a spade hammered coin. I've yet to have that happen to me. And <laughs> touch wood, it never will.
1: Touch wood, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Nobody's mentioned that before. We've talked about plugs and how many sides and when it's three or four or whatever, but no one's mentioned the size. And you do have to like, pinpoint in with your detector where you think it is so with the we've got the same coil so as we know we sort of pinpoint back and then when we lose the signal we know it's in front of the coil there but yeah you want to make sure you don't dig it humongous too big because that's just not on (laughs) but yeah good size so you know you're just going to do that one hole you're not going to spade it like you say and then hopefully it'll be in the in the um, clod of the main plug that you've just dug out not on the side so that's a good tip I like that Paddy well done do you prefer to go just out solo with you and your dad or do you prefer to go on the big digs what's your sort of dream day preference
0: um I do like group digs because I like the social aspect of it I love talking to people and kind of seeing what they found but then I do like just going out my dad and I because I don't know if it's just me but I feel like when you go on a group dig you don't really you don't want to feel like this but you almost feel like it's a race it's a competition because the field's almost open to everyone and you usually you've only got one day on this field so you really yeah. want to rush and you're always checking your phone on facebook see if something's come up somewhere and you're going to rush over there but i love those permissions yeah. because you can just take your time and nine percent of the time you know that you've got it for quite a while and you just don't need to rush just chill out and go where you want explore different areas just have a good time
1: yeah 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 it's funny sometimes on the group digs isn't it when you have your little talk and all the rest of it and then the person says all right off you pop then and then (laughs) some people literally running on and they're super speedy uh,
0: something good gets found (laughs) 10 minutes later they'll be the whole group will be there
1: Everyone will be swarming around. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. You might want to like keep it keep it quiet and then just find the, the dig organizer and be like, I just found this. <laughs> not shout about it too high. <laughs> okay. And um the perfect duration of your dig, how long do you like to go out and so you're not too tired? What's your perfect duration? It depends
0: really. If I'm finding lots of stuff and having a good day, I'll happily stay out for the whole day. But if I'm not really yeah. finding too much, then probably i start at maybe 9 o'clock. I'll probably go till 2, 3. But if I'm finding lots and my dad and I are allowed, we'll probably stay out till maybe 5,
1: 6 o'clock if, if we're allowed. Nice. Well, as this is your dream day, of course you're finding lots and lots of yes. good things. So, <laughs> you're out all day, Paddy, you're out all day. Um, and what is an, a happy haul for you? What do you think when you go out um, with your dad and, you know, you get that feeling of satisfaction you're like, yeah, I'm happy yeah. with today. What is a, What items would be in that happy haul? I mean, always a hammer, usually, I think, for every detectorist. When you get hammered,
0: you think, well, I've, I've found something good. I can almost relax today, but a hammered, yeah. a nice artifact as well, whether it's a strap end, a nice decorative buckle or a crotal bell, a nice artifact, mm. a hammered coin, maybe a nice broom coin if you're lucky, and then just a few, even if they're toasted coins, a few toasted coins, buttons, musket balls, just a nice hole, lots of sometimes maybe quantity over quality but then you have a couple items that are very nice
1: Mm, yeah you can get some real nice buttons as well can't you you and you've got the gilding on the back and you can see the words and you think oh I'll get home and clean that up and research that and see where that exactly came from yeah I'm with you there absolutely No, that's good. And then, so you've had this perfect detecting day. You've got there for about nine, got up at 7.30, had an amazing breakfast, best day ever. You're on pasture. You've had your happy haul. You've gone home five o'clock, of course, because you're finding so much stuff. Um, What's your home routine? Do you get home and collapse in a heap or do you get straight to cleaning up the finds? I kind of do
0: collapse in a heap, I'll be honest. But I mean, (laughs) if I've had a really good day or sometimes I'll just clean up the best find, like, if I get a nice hammered coin, I'll just immediately clean it up, a little bit of water and a cotton bud. Yeah. But, I mean, usually I'll probably clean it up the day after. Um, mm-hmm. But if I get something really fresh, I'll definitely clean up. I usually clean up in the field. Sometimes I don't find anything for a while. I just get out, like, the top of my coin pad, spray a little bit yeah. of water, and then I just start cleaning it up in the field. But
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the same. I'll get home and if I've... It's pretty much my... Coin pod, whatever's in there, yeah. I will look at. And then I've got in my bag, I've got a section of other stuff that might be good. Yeah, I've got my junk section. Right, yeah. yeah, so I'll, I'll be like, oh, do that tomorrow. I'm tired. <laughs> and you just need like an hour, don't you, to chill out because your back's like, oh, <laughs> you know, you've done a hard day's digging. Fantastic. And then finally, but ha- perhaps, Paddy, most importantly, what are your preferred digging snacks? Ooh. All right. So for my drink, I just
0: like maybe a Coke, Diet Coke, or yeah. a Pepsi, Cherry Max. Mm-hmm. They're really good. But for a snack, yeah. a midday kind of snack, I love, um, I can't remember which chain do it, but there's a really nice, I think it's Sainsbury's, they do a lovely um, chocolate shortbread. So it's like a four or five mm-hmm. pack, and it's a nice mm-hmm. big shortbread, and it's got chocolate tips in it. And my dad always nice. gets cookies and hopefully yeah. when i run, get out and then he's like do you want a cookie i'm hoping that it's the shortbread one and usually it's because he got...
1: <laughs> yeah they are
0: amazing great snacks
1: brilliant i'll be looking out for those in sainsbury's then next time I'm in, i'll am be like paddy recommends these chocolate chip shortbreads where are they <laughs> excellent and and do you tend to like have uh, sort of halftime lunch break or do you sort of have regular sort of 10 minute breaks um i
0: so usually in the morning we bring out the cookies and then have lunch yeah. around 12 one o'clock and then i think probably good for the rest of the afternoon that's usually
1: how we plan it out yeah you're on the home straight then aren't you you want to keep going until it's time to go yeah home. exactly brilliant well paddy thank you so much for sharing with us what your perfect detecting day is i think we're all in agreement that sounds fantastic Hi, yeah so let's hope that's what you get on your next uh, digging occasion yes, whenever so that, that is that would be very nice <laughs> brilliant well thank you ever so much paddy it's been an absolute yes, pleasure getting to know you and getting to know your perfect detecting day and hopefully I'll speak to you again soon yes 100% all see right. you soon take care bye
0: extras part
1: 2 Right, everybody, so in part two, we're going to go into a bit more detail about the item that Paddy placed on the Ultimate Bucket Lister list, and that was a full ringing crotal bell. So the word crotal comes from the Greek word crotalon, meaning castanet or rattle. First produced in the early Middle Ages, they were originally made in two separate halves where the metal pea was placed inside before it was soldered together, until around 1400s when they were cast in a single piece with the pea inside. Crotal bells were often placed on horse drawn carriages to warn others that they were approaching as well as animals so that the, uh, the people could find their animals. We find so many bits of Crotal bells on the field, so the dream is to find a complete one with a bell and be the first to hear it ring again after hundreds of years. Some of the later Crotal bells have wonderful decorations. A good way to date the Crotal bell is either by matching the decoration to another found on the Portable Antiquities Scheme website or by the loop at the top of the bell. I recommend heading to another website. And this is Colchester Treasure Hunting website at colchestertreasurehunting.co.uk and searching under bells. It's a really top site in general to help you uh, with all your finds. And you will see there that there are many examples of designs and loops and that will help you age and ID your Crotal bell. I myself have been lucky enough to find one complete ringing crotal bell so just for you here it is lovely detecting history A to Z Right, excitingly, we're going to have a new section as part of the midweek extras. I'm going to start doing a detecting history A to Z. So each week I'll work my way through the alphabet and mention a few things that would be A or B or C. Um, And we'll work through together a lot of people talking about how wonderful is the guests give them tips as newbies or even People that have been detecting history, either mudlarking, fossil hunting, metal detecting. Um, They really enjoy the stories and tips, all that jazz. So I'm going to do that each week. And this week we're starting with the letter A. A is for. Okay, first of all, A is for Archi UK. So if you go to www.archiuk.com, so I'll spell that A-R-C-H-I-U-K.com, you'll find a site with loads and loads of bits and pieces for you to search. So you can find UK archaeological sites, there's LIDAR, there's old maps. You can just put in the postcode and find bits and pieces. And they're saying at the moment their database contains over 200,000 archaeological sites. So that's really cool. Uh, You can be a member and there's additional features, but you can also search as a non-member as well. So I find that a really helpful site. So that's a top tip from me. Okay, for our second A, we're going to go for Emperor Augustus. Might as well go big, A. Eh? So also known as Octavian, he was the founder of the Roman Empire. He was therefore the first Roman emperor ruling 27 BC until his death in 14 AD. His maternal great-uncle was Julius Caesar and his reign was mostly associated with empirical peace. Although he did go about annexing Egypt and uh, pillaging Africa, so I'm not really sure how peaceful that actually was. Um, He died in 14 AD. He was at the grand old age of 75, which is pretty good going for back then. He was said to have died of natural causes, but there are rumours he was poisoned by his wife, Olivia. He was succeeded by his adopted son, Tiberius, who was Livia's son from a previous marriage and husband to Augustus's biological daughter from a previous marriage, Julia, Julia the Great. So get your head around that one. Uh, It's an interesting family dynamic, but I think that's how it went in the Roman times. Thirdly, and by no means least, let's talk Anne, as in Queen Anne. Queen Anne was born in 1665 and died in 1714. Anne's sister Mary and her husband William III of Orange had ruled together but had no children. Mary died in 1694 and William then ruled alone until his death in 1702 and this is where Anne succeeded him and took the throne for herself. Queen Anne was known to have very poor health and she grew increasingly ill and obese. It's recorded that despite 17 pregnancies she wasn't able to produce an heir. Queen Anne therefore was the last monarch from the House of Stuart and when she died she was succeeded by her second cousin George I from the House of Hanover. There you go, I hope you enjoyed A. Next week of course we go to B. Take care, speak soon.